0: For something completely different, welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello, I'm
1: Steph Barnett. So, who's 60 years old? By that, we mean Doctor Who, of course. In case you hadn't guessed, we've got a whole who packed show for you today, starting with, well. How it started, all the way through to the 60th special that's about to hit your screens. Are you ready? A warning: you might hear the Doctor Who theme tune a few times here on shadow <laughs> Well,
2: good
1: day, all. <sighs>
3: Dun, yes. dun, 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 dun 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 so <laughs> dun our
1: music a bit there. Okay, well do you want to carry on for two minutes and do the whole thing or what? That could be the whole show, Terry. <laughs> um yeah, um commiserations from Andy, he's stuck in traffic. It looks so like it has been an accident in the centre of Bristol, so mm. um he's stuck on his way from Park Street.
3: And lots of love to Niall as well, who was going to come yes, on the programme tonight to he so read he's, he's got COVID, so he's nursing a hot toddy in bed. Oh, Demain. okay. Maybe we'll all have a hot toddy.
1: Yeah. Later, after the show. Absolutely. Who's hot toddy? I don't know. I'd like to meet her. Or him. Oh, him, yes. Whoever. Maybe yeah. they're gender <laughs> neutral.
3: Could be. Could be.
1: Right, Terry, there's a brand
3: new charity single, is there not, from um, there is Trans Radio UK? On the market, ready for Christmas. This is our colleagues at Trans Radio UK, which is one of the... 14 stations that shout out broadcasts on. They're a community radio station by and for the trans community, the only one in the UK. They transmit online across the United Kingdom and on the DAB uh, multiplexes in the Republic of Ireland. Now, Brianna Gay was a young trans woman of 16 years of age who was stabbed to death. Uh, in the northwest of England in February of this year, sending shockwaves across the LGBTQ communities. Um, her mother, Esther, has created a charity. Uh, the charity is called Peace in Mind UK. And Esther said the traumatic impact that the murder had on my family was so enormous i decided to help make a difference to our society to reduce the risk of this happening again to young, another young person and what the charity aims to do is teach mindfulness techniques in schools which allow children to process and deal with their negative emotions in a healthy way preventing mental health problems and hopefully preventing violence in the future it's a really well worth supporting charity now trans radio uk has some really talented people associated with it in Including Chrissy Cochran, who is a musician. She she's on Transradio UK. She also helps run the Global Voice Radio Network as well. She has composed a fantastic piece of music. Lyrics are by Sarah Halligan, and the song is called Brianna, and it's sung by a Lahore. It's available now from TransradioUK.com. Go to their shop, and it costs just two ninety nine for the download. So. Let's share it with whoever, with all the community radio stations in the country, hopefully. And uh, it'll be nice to see this chart for Christmas. I'd like it. So this is Brianna, the charity single. The Shout Out Podcast. Shout Out. 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 LGBT radio
0: for you. I feel frightened if we're about to interfere in something that is best left alone. Let me get this straight. A thing that looks like a police box standing in a junkyard. It can move anywhere in time and space.
2: Susan and I are cut off from our own planet without friends or protection. But
0: one day, we shall get back. The doctors put us down right in the middle of the French Revolution.
1: The reign of terror. Look at this extraordinary city down here. Yes, yes. Then you have to build.
0: They are to be exterminated Doctor Doctor Who begins on BBC Television this Saturday
1: at 5:50. Actually, it's a little bit later than that, isn't it? David Tennant restarts Doctor Who on Saturday, is, it? is it? Seven, seven fifty, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's two days late for the 60th anniversary.
3: Which is, as we go out live on some of our stations, yeah. is tonight. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 60 we're, years. We're on the nail.
2: It was transmitted yeah, yeah. specially for Martin.
3: Yes. yes, because it's Martin Spellacy's birthday coming up as well. Yeah, it is. We'll say yeah. happy birthday to Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Now, President that preview, late,
1: but- um, thanks to BBC Studios, uh, that was courtesy of them. That was the first ever promo for the f- 1963 um, first Doctor Who um and i was there i think i was the only one of the team that was there mm. even martin spalacey isn't old enough to remember no. he can remember seeing it but not the first yeah. first transmission did you watch it
3: first time when it went out i did on that, on yeah I watched,
1: I watched it twice because of course i talked to martin spalacey in a minute about that um that it was um repeated so there was two episodes the following saturday
3: yeah of course because The first episode was transmitted the day after Kennedy was assassinated, wasn't it? Quite famously. Yeah. Yeah, so. um,
1: What I didn't know is that the first Doctor Who that Martin uh, tells us is that um, the first episode was remade within that week because the the guy who was running the BBC said that is so bad you're gonna to have to redo it
3: <laughs> what an episode though it's really stu- I yeah. think it stands up really well even today actually yeah. as a piece of drama and television was so different in 1960s, Oh, really. yeah
1: smoke and mirrors there was a lot of di- I, absolutely um I, I had a black and white telly then so with the smoke and like the, the it was quite creepy mm.
3: yeah my mum remembers watching it on a 12 inch because that was all you could get was a 12 inch mm. television set wasn't yeah. it? that was the big that was as big as they mm. get and through the staff I think she had my dad kind of like on the roof with the aerial pointing towards <laughs> the Mendip transmitter which is where the BBC came from and, watching. and there was very little science fiction on television mm. nowadays there's loads of it mm. science fiction yeah. and fantasy but uh, apart from the Quatermass films mm. which were made uh, was that Nigel Neal wrote those indeed it was mm. yeah, yeah end of the 50s Doctor Who was the first kind of Mm. science fiction regularly on television.
1: Now, Steve, over to you. You've joined us. Thank you very much for popping into the studio. You love Doctor Who. Now, who is your favourite?
2: Oh, okay. Um, The one I first started watching consistently was John Pertwee. Um, I probably um, sort of really latched on to Tom Baker Mm. because I thought he was just absolutely different I mean all the actors that have that have played the character I think have been mm. fantastic but yeah I, th- I think Tom Baker was the okay. one that uh, have you got a favourite you know, I, really on well, I remember to.
1: Tom Baker as a child yeah and after that I feel it went down a bit
2: uh, it, it was I different think, I, th- I think people certainly took a little while to get used to Peter Davison, but again, you know, mm. he's just such a good actor that mm. yeah. you know he eventually won people over. But I, I imagine every time they've changed the actor, that that's always happened. There's been mm. absolutely resistance yeah. to change yeah. until yeah. people get used to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Terry? What's
3: your well, uh, again, I came. Uh, well, uh, I'm some years younger than both Tara and Steve. Boosting so, Sorry, back. Back. <laughs> but I do remember the the sort of very end of uh, Tom Baker's tenure the last couple of seasons and then Peter Davison was the one I grew up with. Mm um and then colin baker of course who i think is underrated i mean some people were quite critical of him mm. at the time but he had to, he, there was a lot of politics in doctor who by the end of the 80s they were yeah. trying to close it down michael yeah. grade oh, wanted good. it off the air yeah, yeah And he so did
2: everything he could he
3: did and yeah. so colin baker and his successor sylvester mccoy even though i think it both great doctors and very very loyal to the program even to this day uh they, they, they—you know—they were treated quite badly, and the program was kind of like shunted around the schedules till, it, till mm. it went off the air. And Then, of course, there was the sixteen-year hiatus, apart from the movie that Paul McGann made as the Eighth yeah. Doctor in nineteen ninety-six, and then two thousand and five, it came back with the great gay hero and uh, scriptwriter Russell T. Davis mm. at the helm, as he's been yeah. brought back again now yeah. to, to, you know, to take it into the sixtieth anniversary.
1: Now, there was a. Um a couple of films made, wasn't there, with Peter Cushing, which were not part of the original BBC uh, Doctor Who canon. It was because somebody else has the rights to the Daleks, don't they? Yes. So the Doctor Who was called Do- I'm Doctor Who, and he wasn't from Gallifrey either, and he didn't definitely didn't have two hearts.
2: No.
3: That's right. Do you want to talk about that, Steve? Oh,
2: okay. Like, I, I, well, I mean, there's not really that much to say. I mean, uh, yeah, there, there were certain things they weren't allowed to use within the context of the film. So... Um Doctor Who, to give him his full title, was you know a, an eccentric human mm. inventor who had invented a time and space machine called the tardis um and uh you know they they, they kept basically the names of the four main characters the same uh the situation of, of time traveling to. Scarrow and meeting the Thousand and the Daleks. Uh, I'm a bit unclear as to sort of what the copyright situation was with the with the Daleks themselves. Uh, I'm assuming that the the writer who did the first Dalek story i think he copyrighted he did um, terry nation so so So
1: we we do talk more about that special now this is the trailer for the film version of doctor who and Mm. the daleks
2: allow me to introduce myself i am doctor who and this is my time and space machine tardis off we go it is capable of taking us to any age on any planet, in any universe. It's rather exciting, isn't it? Darlings! You will be
0: exterminated! They are protected, and they have weapons which can destroy
1: them. What are we going to do? Exterminate all resistance! I fight them!
3: The Shout Out The Shoutout
1: Podcast. Thanks for those tracks there, Terry. You supplied them. That was the Eleven Doctors with Doctor Who Celebration. That's not bad. Would you say that was trance?
3: It's a bit trance. It's about Orbital, isn't it? The uh, famous yes. trance dance yeah yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that In 1993, the BBC approached the Pet Shop Boys to say, will you re-record the Doctor Who theme? And they said... We won't because you can't improve on perfection. Wow! Because That's the original good, is yeah. so, so ahead of its time because it was made yeah. all with oscillators and yeah. pre-keyboard stuff. You yeah, know, from the sixties. There was a de- whole department for that type of thing, wasn't there? Yeah. BBC Radiophonic Workshop. You're absolutely right. Um, I think
1: you've got the album, haven't you? <laughs> That's a bit. I'm going to say on air that yes, I admit I have a BBC Radiophonic Workshop, the original
2: as well from the sixties. Fabulous. Sorry, sorry, Steve. Oh, we oh, sorry. missed all that. That's all right What were you saying? <laughs> I said there was no shame in owning a Radiophonic Workshop album. They're no, brilliant. no.
1: Terry, you ready for news? I am
3: indeed. This is shoutout news. Welcome along. And tonight we have some lighter-hearted stories to inspire and comfort, given the lighter tone of this week's special science fiction-themed programme. However, our usual mix of stories is available at our constantly updated website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. The Spanish daily newspaper El Pai meets with the celebrated professor of Roman history Mary Beard, whose latest book is about the world of the Roman emperors themselves. She addresses several paradoxes about the role the Roman Empire plays in our own psyche to this day. How, for example, heterosexual male conservatives still believe that it was a great regimen which suppressed women's freedom. But, on the other hand, Mary Beard notes that there are lessons on gender and sexual diversity which are intriguing. She says, In ancient Rome, gender roles were the basis of their political and social order, yet they also questioned them. Mythology has often explored this in stories about men transforming into women. Iconic statues of hermaphrodites, depicting a woman with both breasts and a penis, can be found in various parts of the Roman world. The Romans can shed some light on our present-day discussions about non-binary sexuality and gender fluidity over the past 50 years we've come to understand she says that they did have sexual norms but they were just different from ours take for instance the relationship between hadrian and antinous his greek slave and boyfriend it seems that an older man in a dominant relationship with a younger man wasn't considered a problem but hadrian's intense grief after antinous died was severely criticized Mary Beard's new book, Emperor of Rome, Ruling the Ancient Roman World, is available now. If you plan on getting a copy, perhaps for Christmas, then why not consider buying from an independent, queer, feminist or radical bookstore that gives money back to the communities in which they are based? And on the subject of shopping, this Friday is sometimes called Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving in the US when companies reduce prices after one holiday and prepare for the next, which is Christmas in many people's calendars. It is characterised by a bit of a shopping frenzy. But for anti capitalist and anti consumerist LGBTQ people, it is also Buy Nothing Day. In a press statement, the UK network for Buy Nothing Day explains this was started by the controversial magazine Adbusters in the early 90s and a since grown into an international event celebrated across the world. It's a challenge to consumer culture by asking us to switch off from shopping for one day. The day after Buy Nothing Day or Black Friday is equally important for many LGBTQ people, too. The feminist, African American, and queer bookstore in Chicago, Women and Children First, explains that Saturday will be Small Business Saturday to kick off the holiday season. Wikipedia says Small Business Saturday encourages holiday shoppers to patronise brick and mortar businesses that are both small and local. It's an opportunity to support the independent businesses that are the heart of our communities. Isabel Tilly, writing in the left-wing weekly Socialist Worker, says that a new movie called How to Have Sex is a good starting point for discussions about sex, alcohol, consent and relationships with people in their late teens and 20s. Isabel says in the film, Molly, Manners, Molly Manning Walker's remarkable drama follows Tara and her two school friends, Sky and M, as they go in search of adventure. M falls for Paige, excited to embrace her sexuality on the trip. How to Have Sex is a film that can play an important role in the education of viewers of all ages it doesn't point a finger but wholeheartedly lays out the events and opens up a conversation it discusses consent respect and healthy relationships the cable news channel france 24 and current affairs network radio france and both report on a bill being proposed by a senator of the center-left french party socialiste which will aim to formally acknowledge the french government's past role in the persecution of gay and bisexual men The new bill further proposes various forms of financial recompense. According to a sociologist called Regis Schlagenhafen, there is a mythology that France has always been a beacon of liberty for gay men partly true the country was one of the first western european states to decriminalize male homosexuality in 1789 under the revolutionary code of laws drawn up after the french people overthrew their monarchy however anti-gay edicts resumed in 1810 and during the second world war the vichy government which governed a rump of france for their nazi masters in berlin passed repressive laws these were only repealed in 1982 and finally as the great arch villain davros once proclaimed this was meant to be for the circle of time is closing tonight shout out marks the 60th anniversary of doctor who not to put too fine a point of it the eccentric british science fiction program has been an lgbt plus favorite for decades but we wonder why perhaps the spandex and lycra costumes or the deliciously wicked one-liners uttered by a whole host of outrageously camp villains or just the fact that the hero is free of macho posturing and solves problems with intellect wit and kindness if you're a writer podcaster or creative person who works in the field of queer science fiction and fantasy well we would love to hear from you and perhaps get you on the show to talk about your work get in touch via all the usual channels that's the news features for this week do remember to keep in touch with lgbtqia plus media you can also find us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt for shoutout news i have been the master Shout out news.
0: National and international LGBT news for you.
3: The Shoutout Podcast.
0: For more information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out LGBT Radio for you. This segment is sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow Councillor. Visit talktotherainbow.co.uk. Shout out
3: LGBT radio for you.
1: We cannot have a show dedicated to Doctor Who without dragging on Martin's place. now, Martin's place is no stranger to shout out. In fact, were you not the first voice on shout out, Martin?
0: Got a funny feeling I was. And by the way, when you say dragging on, I'm not in drag, but I, I can go and get changed if you want me to.
1: <laughs> we ain't got time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful technology, you know, I could just click my fingers, you hey, know. Hey, I've
1: just, uh, just had an absolute brainwave. We could get a Dalek dragged up. How good would that be? Yeah, I'm sure true. Russell T's already thought of all that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the drag Daleks, there could be a new in- incarnation for them. Yeah.
1: Now you're working on the the current set um, with um, with Shute and and Russell and the rest of the cast. You you also working with David
0: Tennant. Well, uh, I've like I said, I've signed so many uh, NDAs at the moment, so I'm going to be very careful what I've said. But I've been very very fortunate in um, the last couple of years now, two years now. I've been working on the show in a very limited capacity um, behind the camera not in front of the camera. And um, it's an amazing, exciting set. There's a real buzz on set around what's happening. And the Fruits of Our Labour that we recorded, I think it was last June or July, back in uh, a very hot uh, Bristol street, is about to be shown on television on Saturday at 6.30. Where um, David Tennant, I'm allowed to say David Tennant's in it. I don't think that's a secret. <laughs> it's been blasted literally every time I turn the television on, no matter what station I go on. There's a picture of Catherine Tate and David Tennant yeah. uh, looking very miffed about something, and uh, that's finally going to get shown in the first of four specials that we've got coming up between now and, and Christmas Day.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about um, David Tennant. That was quite a shock when um, Shooty wasn't going to start straight away and there were, um, Russell T was going to give David Tennant um, a reprise. Um,
0: well, what a brilliant idea, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, he you, 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 you richly pulled the rug from under everybody's feet. <laughs> there was Jodie, uh, Jodie Whittaker standing. I think she was on Durdle Door, wasn't she? She was in Dorset. Yeah, you know, You're going regenerate, to regenerate in Dorset on a rock. And there she was, she, she flings her arms open, she looks up to the sky, she says something prosaic, as they always do, just before they transmogrify, and then before you knew it, everyone was expecting Shooty to appear, and David Tennant pops up. And do you notice, even his clothes regenerated.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was... And what's
0: uh, that all about? I, I know, right? We'll find out.
1: Yes, we will, on Saturday. And um, so this goes out luckily just before that
0: um so is out the 23rd of november which is the actual 60th anniversary it is yes not the 25th saturday <laughs> is the 25th but the 23rd of november 1963 i think it was five fifteen, a little bit earlier than shout out normally goes out but that's the true the true um uh anniversary date so you've beaten the bbc there
1: Yep, we have. As normal, we usually do that. They're always a bit sluggish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My shout-out you... to the BBC Follows. Uh, are
1: you um, Are you old enough? Um, I don't want to sort of hurt your feelings to actually remember the first one. I guess you've obviously seen it because you've probably seen every single Doctor Who episode ever in the world ever made.
0: Well, uh, we would all love to see every single episode of Doctor Who ever made, but no, I'm not old enough and a lot of them have disappeared. Because the BBC had the policy back in the sixties and seventies of we didn't keep it; they just tape over something. So yeah, because there
1: was a shortage, wasn't there, of tape? Well, I can put my hand up, Martin. I was there for the very first one, and it went wrong. They had technical problems with the broadcast, so the following week they played part one and two back to back.
0: Well, is that you? you half right there you're, you're, you're mostly right okay um, the well i reason- was young <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason why they repeated it was that the first episode went out uh the day after uh, kennedy was assassinated yeah. yeah. and everyone was really in shock and nobody was really in the mood to take in a, a a lovely new tv show about school teachers being taken back to the primitive stone age so what they did is they decided the following week um they would show the first episode and the second episode, but you're quite right in the sense that something went wrong. What you're thinking about there is that they actually filmed a pilot and the pilot was an absolute disaster. <laughs> and so a guy called Sidney Newman, who was a big wig at the BBC, just come over from ATV and uh, he said basically, it's not fit for going out, re-record it. So you're quite right there. So what, we're, what they actually showed was the second version of that, uh, mm-hmm. that episode. Okay. And you're lucky to have seen it because at the moment, the BBC have done something called the who And uh, as part of the Hooniverse, they've decided they're going to put all existing episodes of Doctor Who on BBC iPlayer apart from one story, which they don't have the rights to. And that's the very, very first one. So if you can remember it you're in luck because no one else is going to see it now on iPlayer.
1: No, I so I well, I can remember it. I could I was young but it was um how old must I be? I was I was 10 when it was shown. I can remember it being quite scary because it was very atmospheric and the way they use smoke um and <laughs> I didn't really notice that the TARDIS wobbled every time they shut the door because it was made of balsa wood.
0: Yeah, and it was a, a very original design as well. But And the idea, by the way, about the TARDIS being a police box was that they were filming it in the smallest studios that the BBC had at the time. So they needed something to hide. They couldn't, they couldn't build a spaceship each week. So they decided they needed something that was quite small and they had this camouflage thing where the the uh, the TARDIS would, would change its appearance no matter which planet they arrived on or what period in time that it arrived on. And actually what happened was they thought, we can only afford one prop and it's got to be quite small because it's got to get through the doors of the studio. So they looked around and thought, one of those blue police boxes, that would <laughs> that will do and uh, a legend was born
1: yes yeah and wasn't it a, a bit of a glitch with the tardis not being able to change its uh, its shape for and so it was camouflaged didn't it glitch and so couldn't change hence it's always been a
0: police box it has although apparently well i know this to be true in 1984 fans are going to ring in and, and correct me on that either 1984 or 1985 it did change there was one story where it got it, it it fixed. Now, Terry will be able to tell you all about it because it was when Colin Baker was Doctor Who. And I happen to know Terry's favourite Doctor Who is Colin. And uh, it became a church organ, I seem to remember. Um, it was a very elaborate church organ for a while. So it has changed once. And of course, it then went back to a police box and the circuit yeah. broke again. Thank heavens.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, that is now iconic, isn't it? uh, throughout the world. Another iconic image is a Dalek. Yeah. Now that was an incredible invention. Now, I remember the Daleks, um, coming onto TV, uh, black and white TV. So it, it looked quite menacing and you didn't really notice that there was a sink plunger one side and a little stick coming out on, on the other. And there was men scooting around and that I think they landed in the future. So there's loads of rubble and all that, but they just happened to have ramps everywhere.
0: They <laughs> so the Dalek- the ramps. <laughs> and if you watch the feature version that they made, um, lots of Sugarpuff adverts because Sugarpuff sponsored the film. Um,
3: so
0: oh, is, the that the Peter-
1: future- is that the Peter Cushing one? Doctor That's Who and the Peter Daleks?
0: <laughs> yeah. So in the far future, um, there's been a huge war between the humans and the Daleks and many London landmarks do not survive. However, Sugar puffs are still going. That's something we can look <laughs> forward to in our uh, 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 interstellar war. We'll yeah. always have the sugar puffs.
1: I remember at Christmas as well, my mum and dad always bought me a Dalek annual or a Doctor Who annual.
0: Did you hold on to them?
1: Uh, unfortunately, I have no clue where they are.
0: Uh, they're worth a pretty penny or two, some of those books now.
1: Yeah, I bet. Yeah.
0: But you mentioned that the, the iconic image of the Dalek. um Russell T. Davis is um, the master of reinvention. And on Children in Need, uh, on Friday, just gone, um, we had a little mini episode of Doctor Who, and that was called Destination Scarrow. And it's an origin story about the sink plunger. So if you haven't seen that, um, it's still up on iPlayer. Um, It's worth donating a couple of bob to uh, Children in Need. It's a worthy cause. But you'll find out how the sink plunger Uh, got to be part of the Dalek's anatomy.
1: Oh, I'll have to have a watch of that. That sounds quite interesting.
0: Like 12 minutes long or eight minutes long. So it's, you know, it's not going to take up most of your day.
1: Um, I do remember the film with Peter Cushing. It did stand out as not being part of the real Doctor Who universe, didn't it? It was completely separate. And um, he called himself Doctor Who, whereas the Doctor Who on the BBC, the real Doctor, always says, I'm the Doctor.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Yes, they didn't have the the, they had a limited amount of rights. um, And the main rights that they had was uh, through Terry Nations, uh, the the guy who wrote the original uh, storyline. He never expected the Daleks. He would ever write the word Dalek again once he handed in the script. Um, And lots of young viewers like a a young Steph um, who watched that those first early episodes with the Daleks became obsessed. And uh, they became this big, big thing for the BBC. In fact, there wouldn't be a Doctor Who now if the Daleks hadn't been in, in that, those early episodes. But what was really interesting is that he had a very wily agent, and it was the same agent that had Spike Milligan on their books. And the agent gave, as part of the contract, they gave Terry Nation the right to retain the use of the Daleks. So now every time the Daleks appear on Doctor Who or wherever they appear, Um, Terry Nation's estate gets the money and they have to get his permission or the estate's permission before they show them. And, of course, the BBC went on and and, uh, continued to make Doctor Who. And Terry Nation was able to then cash in and say, I want some feature films not made by the BBC. So he was able to use that. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. they they put the Tardis in and and Peter Cushing, as you quite rightly said, played a, a, a human scientist called Doctor Who.
1: Yes. Yeah. What I do remember about seeing the film for the first time, we had a black and white telly when that that came out. And it was absolutely jaw dropping, because this was full colour, I actually saw red Daleks, black Daleks, it was so vivid that that early colour, that the cinema um, companies used to use.
0: Yeah, and they used to put them on uh, at unusual times, because I think it was it was in stock, it was that because they were would- aimed at family audiences and children. They were a nice little 90 minutes long. And in the 70s and 80s, if ever there was a um, uh, a strike uh, or the, the cricket couldn't come on for whatever reason or the Lord Mayor's parade in London got rained off, the BBC would scrabble around for something to put on, on air. And they'd go oh we've got these two doctor who films they're only 90 minutes long that'll fill in the slot between grandstand <laughs> so uh, we never quite knew as a kids when when that show was going to when those films were going to pop up and pop up they did with regularity so a lot of children did actually would be you know forgiven for thinking that um you know that, that peter cushing may have been one of the earliest doctors
1: yeah yeah Martin, we've run right out of time, unfortunately. And I know you signed those NDAs, but I think we've had quite a good chat, actually. I haven't given you away. You haven't. You've been very good.
0: Not not on air anyway, but come and talk to me afterwards and I'll tell you. I won't (laughs) won't spoil it for you. We are in for such a treat. And don't forget, we've got David Tennant for three episodes. Then we've got the amazing Shooty Gatwa going to come in and. Doctor Who is going to be just as big as, it ever, as it's ever been before.
1: Martin Splacey, thank you so much for coming back to Shout Out
0: again. Right, I'm going to dematerialise now. Bye bye. This segment was sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow. Visit uk. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. Sometimes I think there's
3: something.
1: Just beginning. Worldwide premiere.
0: Who are they? Monsters. I don't believe in destiny, but if destiny exists, then it is heading for Donna Noble. Open fire! If she ever remembers me, she will die. You mean, man. He's not there. You can't see him. How old
3: are you? Come on, tell me what the hell is going on here. The Shout Out Podcast. Shout Shout Out. LGBT
0: radio for you.
1: I enjoyed that um, I would just like to say before we start to have a natter um, the, uh, the segments the promos that we played were courtesy of BBC Studios except for the Peter Cushing one Doctor and Daleks which was courtesy of Studio Canal yeah. i got to say that.
3: Yeah, or absolutely. after us. Yeah. <laughs> there is, and there's a lot, I mean, the BBC are quite, you sometimes find unofficial t-shirts and things like that on the market, on the internet, and the BBC's in a constant battle to kind of like claim it's copyright of a Doctor Who, because it's like Sherlock Holmes, isn't it really? It belongs to the nation as well, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah to an really extent, yeah.
2: London at the MCM. Don't mm. understand.
3: Yeah, selling America. Oh, yeah, well
2: yeah. you know it's yeah, yeah. it's big property for them. Yeah, they're, they're naturally going to be quite a protective about it. Yeah, so.
3: mm. yeah. I think they did try and once copyright the blue police box, but the Metropolitan Police mm. said no. That's ours. Wow. That <laughs> yeah. We had it originally. <laughs> just because they're not on the streets anymore. <laughs> that's just
1: like the BBC, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh. Yeah, we put it on the telly, so it's ours now. Yes.
2: <laughs> what well, did, did the police <clears throat> did the police force actually? copyright well so. I don't
3: know but I, I, yeah. there was some discussion I mean, that, that
2: seems a bit unlikely yeah. I don't think
3: you can copyright something once it's out can you um
1: no idea design can
3: be copyrighted can't it well, yeah. a different kind of discussion but yeah I mean yeah.
1: the police box was out way before Doctor Who I think end of the 19th century wasn't it yeah. the first one didn't Dixon do you remember Dixon of Doctor Who? no I
3: don't okay. <laughs> I know what it was though allegedly blows a whistle to attract people because it didn't did not is that what it is
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah that was like that, that was just making sure that society was kept in step and he used to give a little bit of a, a lecture at the end on the steps of the police station. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Always a, always a little moral lesson at the end.
3: Yeah. 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 So everyone was good. <laughs> Is that what you Very think? different to the bill or police programs that followed, you know, in later yeah. years. Yeah. But, you know, the you know. Sweet. The, the Sweeney. Sweet. The Sweeney, yes, with swearing. You don't know, yeah. used to hear Ooh. swearing. <laughs> the Sweeney came around 1975, I think. And that was John Thor, of course, who later went on to play Inspector Morse. He was in that. And incidentally, here's a nice segue. Are you pointing at me? I am, I am. <laughs> There's a wonderful, very queer Doctor Who story, starring Sheila Hancock, who was married to Joel. Uh, which is called The Happiness Patrol. It's the seventh Doctor, Sylvester McCoy, and Sophie Aldred as Ace, his assistant. And they go to a planet where everyone is forced to be happy. And it's it's an allegory of Britain in the time of Section Twenty Eight, and it refers to workers' rights and things like that. I, I think it's a really underrated story. You have a pink Tardis, and the Tardis gets painted pink. Oh, that's cute! A, it's a great it's a great story. So if you see it on DVD, do uh, it's a little bit theatrical, but but do bear with it and watch it because it is uh, a, a story about Section Twenty Eight, and yeah. you know, and there was that, that time. You? thing on the TV wasn't there
1: about the TARDIS with the trans colours on it? Oh that was David Tennant he was on the one show because he's had Uh, a a rainbow in and uh, yeah it it didn't go without notice it was noticed by the community Yeah. yeah Yeah, in fact, you can buy them. Can you? The pins, yeah, oh. they in
3: rainbow or trans colours. Yeah, but of course, we should mention that the new assistant coming in with Shuti Gushwa when he trans. takes over the Fifteenth Doctor is, is is a trans woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She plays the daughter of um, mm-hmm. Noble Donna Noble. Yeah, Donna Noble. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, tenant sidekick, it's progressive, yeah. but hangs around.
3: Always oh, has <laughs> been.
1: This is what makes society change, isn't it? Well, Doctor Who? Well, things like that yeah, they introduce things to make him more... He's been quite good, Russell T, at Silence in the yeah. Turfs. Yeah, because yeah, 'cause they've had a go. And they so he had That's a go back. Thing, and though. David Tennant stands up for the trans community <laughs> yeah. as well. Very true,
3: very true. And yeah. uh, it's you know, six thirty, uh is the time. Saturday night if is you're it's listening it's six thirty, it? Six thirty, yeah. as Martin mentioned, I looked it up on the Radio Times website. Okay. So. Good. Um, that's the time to tune in our long special and then it's Strictly Come Dancing <laughs> <laughs> right. if you're okay. watching on the BBC on a Saturday right. who watches that anyone yeah. my mum does I might have to
1: tune my <laughs> yeah, TV back it. in I never watch TV that's the thing <laughs> no I think it's most people stream now yeah, don't yeah. they yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's it for another week. If you want to hear the show again or any others, check out all good podcast services or our website, ShadowRadio.ioGBT, is where you need to read. It's all where you can get in touch with us. too. next week, it's World AIDS Day special. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Oh, exterminate!
0: Shout out LGBT radio for you.